Hello and welcome to another episode of the Resident BJUI Podcast. I'm Julia Lane. And I'm Maria Uloko. Today we are reviewing the article from Ray and colleagues from the UK evaluating the efficacy and safety of prostatic artery embolization, PAE, for BPH. This is a registry-based multi-institutional observational study which compared patients undergoing PAE to those undergoing TERP with 12 months of follow-up. The primary objective was to assess whether PAE was non-inferior to TERP based on IPSS scores at 12 months post-procedure. Secondary objectives evaluated sexual function, prostatic volume, and safety outcomes. Patients who met criteria to undergo PAE and consented to the study were placed in a registry. Their outcomes and responses to mailed surveys were compared to a propensity match cohort of consecutive patients undergoing TERP. A centralized third-party organization reviewed the survey and the results. The authors were not able to recruit sufficient numbers for the non-inferiority calculation based on a priori calculation, requiring 150 patients per arm. This article helps physicians counsel patients on the complications of PAE. Specifically, the authors report the average length of the procedure was a little less than an hour, but there was about 38 minutes of radiation time uh, with a minimum dose of 1,300 uh, milligray, about the dose of a chest CT, during the procedure. Also, there was a high rate of reoperation rate for PAE about 20% in total, with the majority of operations occurring after 12 months. This contrasted to a 6% reoperation rate for TERP, with the majority of reoperations occurring within 12 months. PAE has very specific complications that urologists should know about, including that in this study, a 2% incidence of arterial dissection, 2% rate of growing hematoma with one patient requiring a blood transfusion, and a 1% risk of a non-target embolization, which results in skin ulceration to end organs such as the penis. As expected, TERP had longer hospitalization and recovery time than PAE. This study provides clinicians with a head-to-head comparison of PEA with the gold standard TURP with good follow-up and recruitment from multiple institutions. There are multiple limitations to this study, however. The biggest one is that groups were not randomized, thus making the results difficult to interpret. Propensity matches only included 65 patients of the 305 patients recruited. The authors also did not meet their prior recruitment goals for TURP patients, which seems unusual since this is a very common procedure in the standard of care. Patients in the PEA group also had a higher rate of reoperation, which may be due to the fact that PEA is a technically challenging procedure with a steep learning curve. This could also be due to the fact that the PEA groups have significantly larger average volumes when compared to the TURP group. Thus, the likelihood of having a successful outcome in just one procedure was low. In the realm of minimally invasive procedures for BPH, PEA, although a non-invasive surgical intervention, seems to have more morbidity and similar or worse results. Based on these findings, appears that PA may be clinically reserved for patients who are unwilling or unable to undergo standard of care. In summary, this was a multi-center study with good follow-up of patients that attempted to do a head-to-head comparison with the gold standard. They also published a negative finding um, that PA is inferior to TURP. The limitations of the study include the lack of randomization, making the results difficult to interpret as the group baseline characteristics vary significantly. Further down the road, we look forward to seeing further research in this field that can hopefully provide non-surgical patients with the ability to receive treatment 
and improvement in overall quality of life. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the BGAUI podcast.